welcome to Around the A-Sun. Around the A-Sun is the newest podcast for the newest conference in FCS football. Now let's send it to your hosts, Will Seiler and Brandon Owens. Welcome back, FCS Fans Nation, to another episode of Around the A-Sun. And uh, that might have sounded a little different if, you're, if you've watched the first two episodes of Around the A-Sun. And you might say, why'd you say welcome back, FCS, FCS Fans Nation? But the reason we said that is because Around the A-Sun is now part of the FCS Fans Nation network. And uh, if you don't know what that is, I'll tell you. First of all, though, my name is Will Seiler. Brandon Owens is with me, as always. Um, so the FCS Fans Nation Network, what that's going to be is a network of podcasts, YouTube channels, uh, different things like that, covering different um, categories of FCS football. So obviously we cover the ASUN, but then there will be um, there will be podcasts and uh, I don't know, YouTube channels that are covering everything from uh, Cocky Nation, like Jacksonville State's podcast that Brandon hosts, as well as uh, Possibly the AQ7 podcast that uh, Nathan McCreary hosts and uh, Eagles Power Hour from Kyler Neal. So uh, be on the lookout for those. Uh, subscribe to the FCS Fans Nation YouTube channel if you haven't already. And then search for FCS Fans Nation on Facebook as well. But uh, if you've been following along for the last two weeks, you've seen that we're previewing all the different ASUN schools for this upcoming 2021 season. And uh, third week has come in the third Third team in alphabetical order, Jacksonville State, Jacksonville State Gamecocks. And I'm going to let Brandon kind of take the lead on this episode. He's a uh, distinguished alumni of uh, JSU. So uh, we'll let him take the uh, take the reins, and uh, I'll let you go. All right. So the head coach for the Jacksonville State Gamecocks is John Gross. He is in his eighth season with an overall record of 68 and 21. Um the Gamecocks have made playoff appearances since the early 2000s. Uh, first appearance being in 2003, they lost to uh, Western Kentucky. 2004, they lost to Furman, <clears throat> both in the first round. Um, 2010, they uh, lost to Wofford in the second round. 2013 was their first major run in the playoffs. Uh, they beat Sanford in the first round. Uh, beat six seed McNeese State in the second round, and then finally lost to three seed Eastern Washington in the quarters. 2014, uh, we were the number three seed and lost to Sam Houston in the second round. 2015 was our major, like our biggest major uh, playoff run. Uh, we were the overall number one seed. Uh, we beat UTC in the second round, beat eight seed uh, Charleston Southern in the quarters beat Sam Houston State in the semis, and then finally lost to North Dakota State in the title game. Uh, 2016 and 17, we were the three seed in both and lost in the second round, 2016 to Youngstown State, 2017 to Kennesaw State, and 2017 loss to Kennesaw State was really the start of the budding rivalry that you see between the two teams. Uh, 2018, we finally did not get a seed. Um we beat East, uh, East Tennessee State in the first round and then lost to seven seed Maine in the second round. And then 2020, we got a seed one, uh, 
one last time while we were in the OVC, we were the four seed. Big surprise by everybody. Um, <clears throat> we beat Pioneer champion Davidson in the first round, then uh, lost to CAA champion Delaware in the quarters. Um, so overall, last season we went ten and three. We we're the OVC champions. Uh, fall we lost the fall portion of the season. We lost to FSU. And then we beat Mercer, UNA, and FBS, uh, Florida International. And then in the spring, we beat Tennessee Tech, Tennessee State, UT Martin, SEMO, uh, uh, Eastern Illinois, and Murray State, and lost to Austin P. And in the playoffs, obviously, we beat Davidson and lost to Delaware. So if you uh, if you followed along there for every single win that he just talked about. What you're gonna, what you're gonna kind of get out of that is that Jacksonville State's got a winning, winning program, winning history, uh, a lot of playoff history going back to the uh, early 2000s, um, and then obviously last year, little disappointment losing in the quarterfinals to Delaware. Uh, it was a, it was a strange game, um, but Delaware was a was a good team. So, um, yeah, great, appreciate it, Brandon. Uh, we're going to move into uh, some impact players before we really preview the season. So uh, let's see. Brandon, I'll let you go first since you're doing the offensive side of the ball. So go ahead and uh, you can talk about uh, your impact player for this coming season. So my impact player is Zarek Cooper. Um, I would have not picked him um, if it wasn't for him coming back after an injury. Um, he – the news I have seen on him is that he is really healthy, um, ready to get back playing. He missed playing in the spring. Um, he was on the sidelines, I believe, for most of the home games. Um, he really wanted to play, but he really served as a good mentor to uh, Zion Webb. So I was, we were very proud of him for stepping up like that. Um, but <clears throat> some of his stats – He's a Clemson transfer. He was back up to Trevor Lawrence in 2017, and then he transferred in 2018 to Jacksonville State. Um, immediately started. Um, he had a 60% completion rate, 254 passes uh, completed out of 417, uh, 3,416 passing yards, 389 rushing yards, 38 touchdowns. That's including passing and rushing touchdowns and then 14 interceptions. Um, in 2019, he was 260 for 439, 39% completion rate, 3,404 passing yards, 320 rushing yards, 34 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Um, in 2020, he got injured in the Florida International game, so he played all four games, but it was a hit. Obviously, it's a shortened season, so his stats aren't as impressive as the previous two years. Uh, he was 54 for 81, um, 67% completion rate, uh, passed for 671 yards, rushed for 83 yards, six touchdowns, and one interception. So, I mean, he's he's ha he has uh, impressive stats. Um, just total, it's... 568 passing yards or 568 completed passes out of 937, 61% completion rate, 7,491 uh, passing yards, uh, 792 rushing yards, 78 touchdowns, and 27 interceptions. So if you didn't have the interceptions in that stat, I mean, 
I would be one to look at that and be like, wow, this kid is for real. He, he really needs to be as he is right now on the watch list for this award. He really needs to be in contention for the Walter Payton award. But well, yeah, because, of, know, because, because right. of those um, interceptions, I mean, that's, that's one of my negatives about Zarek Cooper. He, he has poor decision, decision making. Um, he's a great, he's not aggressive when it really matters as well. But the biggest thing is he cannot make decisions under pressure. Now, some of the positives, he's a great runner. He knows how to, um, see the lanes open up and, uh, take advantage of them. And he's a powerful passer. He may not make some of the best passes or, and passing decisions, but when you look at the passes he throws, it's, he had, it's a powerful arm. So those are positive, my positives and negatives for uh, Zarek Cooper. You know, he's one of the more athletic quarterbacks in the FCS for sure. Mm-hmm. You, can look at his, you can look at his build and see that. Um, I don't know if you saw earlier this week the uh, Senior Bowl came out with their watch list, and he was, he was on the uh, Senior Bowl watch list as well as uh, there was another Gamecock that was on the list. DJ Coleman. Yeah, there you go. Um, so obviously, you know, the national he's thought highly of, so – if you're on the senior bowl watch list, you're probably also on some uh, NFL draft boards. So uh, that's a that's a guy that could really make or break um, Jacksonville State's season when it comes down to some uh, you mm-hmm. know nitty gritty moments. If he, uh, like you said though, if he makes the right decision, he can be one of the best quarterbacks in the country. But if he uh, if he gets a little careless, you know, that can go the other way. So uh, I think it's definitely gonna be interesting to see um, how he how he does come back from injury because I mean he had to watch Zion Webb play. Um, what was what ended up being a successful season for you guys? So, uh, uh, yeah, I think he's here. really using that as motivation going into this fall because he oh, really yeah. did not like not playing. Ooh, lost you there for a second. I think we're back. Okay. Um, well, we'll move on from uh, Zarek Cooper on to uh, who I picked for my impact player. I went on the defensive side of the ball and took Nicario Harper. Uh, Nikari Harper transferred from Southern Mississippi, uh, and then last season he was all everything you can think of, whether it be all conference, all American. Uh, he was a first team all American in some um, some media outlets, he was second on others. Uh, he finished with 92 tackles, uh, 46 of those were solo tackles, uh, three interceptions, three pass breakups, and then was a finalist for the Buchanan Award. And then just as you'd expect going into uh, 2021, he's preseason all everything uh, preseason a son player of the year on defense. Um, and so anytime I look at 92 tackles and I see that 50% of those are solo and you're, you're looking at a safety one, he plays downhill. He's playing it. He's not afraid to stop the run, uh, but then he can make tackles in space too. You don't see just a whole lot of uh, safety solo tackles um, unless they're, they're ready to make tackles in space. And so, 6'1", 205 pounds. He's not afraid to go hit a running back, not afraid to go, you know, cut down a fullback's knees. That's one thing I like. He's a physical player. And uh, you look at last season, three interceptions and three pass breakups, he can play the ball as well. Um, and like I said earlier, he's 6'1", so he's got the, the body to do it. You know, some some corners and safeties may be, uh, you know, plenty aggressive to go play the ball, but he's got the body type to do it. And uh, – He's just a redshirt sophomore, so he uh, he's got some time left at Jacksonville State, and so I think he's one of the guys that here in a couple of years you're looking at probably being in the same position as Eric Cooper is on a Senior Bowl watch list or a uh, NFL draft board. 
Uh, he was even uh, winning the Buck Buchanan Award. That's very possible. I mean, he, he's one of the players that I wouldn't be surprised if did win the Buck Buchanan Award at the end of this year. Um, there's a lot of hype around him uh, in the conference as well as nationally, and so that's what it takes to uh, you got to be on that watch list early. And I think he's kind of a favorite for the award, but uh, he's definitely somebody that I'm excited to. Uh, to watch play this year. And I think that uh, when you play some of the offenses in the ASON, I know the UCA, uh, which we're playing AQ7 this year, everybody knows that. Uh, Sam Houston's going to throw the ball around. UCA's going to throw the ball around a lot. Uh, Eastern Kentucky's not afraid to throw it. Uh, but, I mean, obviously Kennesaw, which come in the next few years, they're going to be running the ball a lot. But um, you're going to have to have players like Nicario Harper that can uh, go play the ball, especially if you're going to be playing receiving cores like uh, Central Arkansas. So, uh, That'll be a nice matchup coming uh, midway through the year, seeing the receiving core and seeing how they match up with uh, secondary for Jacksonville State. But Nicario Harper, definitely one of my uh, preseason impact players uh, for defense. And then uh, just some players that uh, that Brandon wanted to shout out as some honorable mentions. Running back Josh Samuel, O-line, or offensive lineman Tylen Grable, O-lineman Cam Hill, D-lineman DJ Coleman. Uh, we talked about earlier is also on the uh, senior bowl watch list linebacker Jalen Swain uh, linebacker Marshall Clark and then uh, the specialists shout out to my guys Jack Dawson the punter and uh, Alan Karajic I assume that's how you say it uh, he's a Karajic Karajic okay well he's a uh, terrific kid so we'll move on out of the impact players and let's uh we'll preview the 2021 schedule so if you haven't seen our uh, AQ7 Power Poll preseason that we put out, they uh, they were ranked third behind San Houston and um, Jacksonville. Or sorry, San Houston and UCA. Uh, That's and your school. How how do you forget your school? <laughs> we're talking about Jacksonville State today, man. They're on the brain. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Jacksonville State opens the year in the uh, Montgomery kickoff, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, it was the FCS kickoff, but now uh, apparently it's not the FCS kickoff anymore. I don't I, know how I feel I about that. I think the title of it is the Montgomery kickoff. Montgomery kickoff? Okay. Yeah. They. Uh, anyway, it'll be a good matchup. In-state playing in Montgomery against uh, University of Alabama at Birmingham and then have to travel to Tallahassee <laughs> to play Florida State. That should be a good one, <laughs> maybe. Uh and now, I, well, it could be. I mean, that's kind of make a break here for Mike Norvell, even though it's you know still early in his tenure. Uh, and then they get to come home for two games in a row, North Alabama as well as UT Martin. And then they travel to Kennesaw State in what is probably the most anticipated game, um, I would say, FCS versus FCS game. Um, it is starting to gain. So, it's starting to gain so much hype. It'll probably be be the most in, anticipated. Like more than Montana, Montana State. Whew, that's a bold statement. That's a hot take. I, have se- I haven't seen anybody talk about the Brawl of the Wild this year Because they haven't played in two years. So, uh, when they come back, well, there'll be people talking about it when it comes time. Uh, if you're a Montana fan and you want to... Watch both of them not that. be that good and it not really matter. Maybe. Um, after Kennesaw State, uh, Jacksonville State comes home to play Stephen F. Austin and then travels to Sam Houston State to take on the defending national champions and then uh, comes home for two weeks against Central Arkansas and then Abilene Christian and ends regular season on the road twice at Lamar and Eastern Kentucky. 
So a pretty difficult stretch there, you know, the starting the last third of the year, same Houston and UCA, but uh, get to end it with some games they should win. So I think definitely, you know, most key matchup on the um, schedule, you can take the pick. It's Kennesaw State, UCA, or San Houston. Uh, those are three games that could make a break season and could really, you know, uh, go on the playoff resume. Well, I'm going to throw out a possible another key matchup just because of what the result was last year. I'm going to throw UNA in there because UNA almost beat JSU last year, and that's a big rivalry game for JSU. Until Kennesaw well, gains uh, recognition at both schools, JSU's biggest rivalry right now is UNA. And I, I agree it's a big game. And, you know, last year it was close. Uh, it was a weird season with COVID. Um but, you know, definitely a rivalry game. Good to see the rivalry coming back. And it'll be a conference game here in a, here in a year or two. Um, so those are big key matchups. Obviously, it's cool to get to play uh, Alabama Birmingham in Montgomery. And then it's cool to get to play Florida State again. Um, but uh, let's, uh, let's roll down the schedule and uh, see what we think is going to happen for the Gamecocks this year. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. You want me to head this? Yep, go for it. All right, so first we got universe, uh, the uh, Montgomery kickoff at uh, the Crampton Bowl against UAB. I'll, uh, I'm going to say that uh, UAB wins a game they should win. Uh, we played them last year. They've got, they've got a lot of talent, and uh, he's got them going in the right direction. I'm going to say the Blazers win that one. It's going to be close. I think it'll be you know, a fun game, uh, but I think the depth shows up uh, in the fourth quarter. I think the Blazers – Pull away, win by, you know, a couple scores. I think it's going to be competitive and going to be close all the way to the last second of the fourth quarter. And it's going to come down to the foot of Alan Karajic. I, I have JSU winning by three. JSU, okay. We love, we love an FBS count. All right, second game is at Florida State in Tallahassee. So, I personally think after how they performed last year, I still don't think they're going to win, but I think they're going to push FSU even more than they did last year. But I, I have the Seminoles winning by at least 17. I mean, I'm not going to not even throw out any, uh, you know, Jacksonville State over Florida State predictions or anything, so I'm going to go Seminoles win, and uh, Jacksonville State starts off at one too. All right, next we have UNA at home, which is also our band day. So uh, it'll be a big crowd regardless. Um, I think UNA is, they're going to give JSU a run for their money because it's a rivalry game. It's one of the biggest games for both um, programs. Uh, but I got JSU winning. Yeah, I have Jacksonville State winning as well. North Alabama's on the come up. I think that, uh, you know, they're going to win a lot of games this year, but I don't think they're going to beat a program like Jacksonville State, um, even even in a rivalry game, especially playing in Jacksonville. So, yeah, give me the Gamecocks. All right, next up we have a familiar foe from the OVC in UT Martin. Um, sorry, Skyhawks. Y'all y'all won't beat JSU. <laughs> yeah, Uh Jacksonville State wins that one. All right, and next we have what some are dubbing the uh, rivalry as the battle at battle for the border. So, 
we travel to Kennesaw State, which I am going. I just purchased my tickets uh, before I moved down here for grad school. So I will be there. It's going to be a great game. Uh, amazing atmosphere, even though their stadium is not as big as ours. Um, but I think this is going to be a lot uh, closer than what people think. Um, it'll be back and forth again. I think it's going to be like the UAB game. It's going to come down to whoever has the ball last. I Here's my thing. Jacksonville State had a uh, pretty stout run defense this past spring. Kansas State likes to run the ball. Mm-hmm. But they're not as impressive running the ball as they were when, you know, the triple option was – I'm not going to say it was born there. Obviously, it was never not born there. But it, um, they did, you know, kind of bring what Georgia Southern had left and taken to the FBS. They kind of brought it back. And it kind of, you know, some people had to adjust to it. I think people have adjusted. I think Jacksonville State has the defense to handle it. And I don't know that Kennesaw has the defense to stop the Jacksonville State offense. And so Jacksonville State wins it. And even though I think it'll be a game, I'm going to say they win by – 10, 14 points. Yeah, I got the Gamecocks winning by 10. All right, next next game, we have homecoming against Stephen F. Austin. Um, sadly, I will not be at my first homecoming as a student. Um, <clears throat> sad. I have other commitments. Um, but this is a key – I. I wouldn't say it's a major key AQ7 matchup, but it's going to be one of the more difficult AQ7 matchups for JSU. So, uh, but I because it's at home and it's homecoming, we very rarely lose homecoming ever. Um, so I have JSU beating uh, Stephen F. Austin. I think Jacksonville State will also beat Stephen F. Austin, but I don't think that's the cool point here. I think the point here is how weird is it that uh, – the homecoming game for Jacksonville State is a team out of Texas. Uh, I mean, we used to have um, homecoming games when we were in the Southland, when we first made our move to D1. But it's been a long time. It has been a long time. It's been, it's been a long time since uh, Stephen F. Austin has been a homecoming matchup for Jacksonville <laughs> State. It just sounds weird. When I, when I see it, it on the schedule, it doesn't look right. I see UT Martin on the schedule, and I'm like, oh, that looks normal. But I see uh, SFA on the schedule, and it's like, oh, something's wrong. Somebody made a typo. But yeah, I thought uh, Jack- I thought I thought they would have made like Abilene Christian or Lamar a and, homecoming you know, matchup. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people say that you schedule a game, you know, you're going to win for homecoming, and you know, maybe there is some truth to that. But I don't know that anybody knows if SFA what they're going to be like. I mean, I think they're one of the more uh, up and coming teams that haven't been good here lately, but. Um, so I think they're kind of an enigma. I think he's Cole Arthur's gonna put him on the come up, but I don't think they're gonna beat Jacksonville State at home. So Mm-mm. yeah, Jacksonville State wins, and for me, that's a four-game win streak. So. Yeah, I got a four-game win streak too. Um, different record than you though. Um, so the next game we travel all the way to the other Huntsville because I'm originally from the best Huntsville, Huntsville, Alabama. We travel to Huntsville, Texas to uh play Sam Houston State, the defending national champions. Sorry, Gamecocks, y'all are gonna lose. Yeah, I uh 
Jacksonville State's a talented team, but Sam Houston is also a very talented team. Um, I think they're being, I think they're able to hang in there with Sam Houston, but they're not going to get the win. I don't think I don't think at Bauer Stadium they uh, they come out alive. So yeah, Sam Houston wins that one, snaps the win streak, and for me that gets them back to four and three. Yeah, and then the next one, we've already discussed this one a little bit, but more on the UCA side than the JSU side. Uh, we host, uh, the day before Halloween, we host Central Arkansas. Um, if you listen to our first podcast, Will and I both picked Jacksonville State to win. Um, really not a whole lot to say about this. I mean, I think, I mean, like I said in the first one, this is a matchup I've wanted to see for years now after after actually watching a few Central Arkansas games. It's a pretty even matchup in my opinion. I think uh, UCA and Jacksonville State are both kind of on the, um, on the cusp of being a deep playoff team. And I think both could, you know, you could see either one end up in the semifinals. But uh, I tell you what, when I picked Jacksonville State to beat UCA – in Jacksonville, don't you dare! Don't I didn't know. You dare. I didn't know that uh, some of my former teammates and coaches were going to listen to the podcast. I didn't think they would. And um, I got a text from Coach Boykin, the offensive line coach. And if I remember correctly, it said in all caps, "You get to the game." Jamar. He didn't, he didn't point out any other games. Uh, he didn't point out anything else. He said it was a good podcast, but. Uh, he said, you picked the Gamecocks with a question mark and then told me that after they beat Jacksonville State, he would find a TV camera and tell them that the only reason they won was because a former player uh, doubted them and gave them the uh, motivation to win. And so I th- my my Central Arkansas heart was a little broken uh, by the fact that I had uh, picked UCA to lose a singular game. But uh, – for the purposes of consistency and for the purpose of the podcast, I will continue to uh, to pick UCA to lose that one, even though for the on the record and for the record, I do absolutely think that UCA can win the game, and I do absolutely want UCA to win the game. I am not in any way unbiased. I am very yeah. biased. Go, but yeah. uh, I, for the purposes of consistency, we'll go ahead, and because of the fact that it's in Jacksonville, a uh, long trip. I'm going to say UCA uh, does not get the win in Jacksonville, and the Gamecocks do uh, start another win streak. If I am, um, if I'm thinking about this correctly, I think this could be probably the closest conference game out of all the teams. If you look at all of the conference. Um, the conference uh, schedules for each team. I think this one is the toughest one to pick because they are both so similar. They're evenly matched. I mean, I could see JSU losing this one. I don't think JSU is going to lose because it's at home. But, I mean, if they lose, it's not going to surprise me. In my opinion, it is a toss-up game that, like you said, either team is capable of winning. But uh, like I said, for the purposes of consistency, we'll say that uh, say that Jacksonville State gets the win. But just for the record, I am still mm-hmm. <laughs> cheering for my Bears. I believe yes. purple and gray. I have since I was like one year one year old. So, 
All right, so next game we host Abilene Christian. This is the Southerners reunion, which will be my first one as a Southerners alumni. Um, again, it'll be a packed crowd because all of the alumni will bring their family, their kids. So uh, an another big crowd for JSU. Uh, Gamecocks will not have an issue with this one at all. No, uh, Abilene and SFA are both um, – Abilene was kind of ahead of the curve when they first moved up. I, I felt like I felt like they were starting to get ahead of the curve, but I feel like they've regressed just a little bit uh, last year or last yeah last fall didn't impress me very much. And so yeah, Jacksonville State gets that one pretty handily. Yeah, and then next we travel to Beaumont, Texas, to take on the Lamar Cardinals. Is that correct? Yeah. All right, and I. Uh, JSU win. You might as well just go ahead and just write a W for J JSU for this game. If you're a Lamar fan and you're listening to this podcast, even though you probably probably aren't because you're probably not concerned with the A-Sun other than this year, um, your team's not very good. So, Sorry, no. And then we finish the season with another familiar foe from the OVC. We travel to Richmond, Kentucky to take on Eastern Kentucky. Um, again, like I said last week, I picked the Gamecocks to win. But I also said that this is probably going to be one of your more tougher games because EKU knows you the most. This is a... Uh... This is almost to me kind of like the Austin P game last year where mm -hmm. uh, Jacksonville State slipped up. Um, I don't think they're going to slip up and lose this game, but yes, if there is a trap game, especially at the end of the year, I think Eastern Kentucky, because, you know, we don't, Eastern Kentucky could be one of those teams like Stephen F. Austin that comes out and they're on the come up and they win, you know, seven or eight games. But. I don't think the, I don't think Jacksonville State loses this one, but if there's a slip up trap game, this is it. Yeah, so that concludes our uh, schedule predictions. I think I have the Gamecocks going nine and two, and Will has us going eight and three. So, going into that, how far will they? Would do? Do they make the playoffs? If they make the playoffs, how far will they go? At eight and three, which you know, now that we've previewed UCA and Jacksonville State, I think we can talk about this. Um. If UCA beats Sam Houston at home, like I believe they will, and if Jacksonville State loses to Sam Houston on the road, which I believe they will, and if Jacksonville State beats UCA, which, like we said, is a toss-up but could happen, if that happens, all three teams, which I think that will be their only loss in the AQ7, mm -hmm. a three-way tie at 8-3, and three, Jacksonville State obviously absolutely gets into the playoffs mm -hmm. at eight and three with that with that schedule. It's you know a loss to the defending national champs and two FBS teams. They get in. I think they get a seed at eight and three. I think it's an eight seed, but I think they get a seed. Um, we were nine and three. Yeah, we were nine and three two years ago. Now we did have an FBS win under our belt, but um, even if they don't get a seed, I think they're possibly a uh, you know first round host that kind of thing. But uh, I see the Gamecocks going to the quarterfinals again. Um, I think they lose in the quarterfinals to um, 
I don't I mean, I can't really say who because I don't know who they'd be playing, but uh, I think they lose to a team that's just a little more uh, seasoned in the playoffs possibly than, uh, which, I mean, Jacksonville State seasoned in the playoffs, but when I say seasoned, I mean to a team like, you know, have to go in the quarters, play North Coast State, or have to go in the quarters and play a team like Montana, something like that. But, uh, so yeah, I think Jacksonville State makes it to the quarterfinals. I think they're very capable of being a semifinal team. They're capable of making it all the way to Frisco. They've got all the weapons, um, but can they put it all together? Can they be dis- disciplined enough to play, um, you know, 14, 15 games, make it all the way to Frisco? I don't know, but uh, I'd say quarterfinals is a safe prediction. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead with you, but at 9-2, and two, I think – I mean, 9-2, and two, you definitely have a seed. Um, with that, I think you don't get any higher than maybe a 5 and no lower than a 7. So yeah. I, I think with a 9-2 and two record and wins over Kennesaw State, UCA – um, and UAB, you're definitely in that five to seven range for a seed. Um, yep. Uh, I think the Gamecocks will at least make the quarterfinals. Um, like you said, they're very capable of making semis. They've been capable of making semis for the past like three years and capable of making the title game numerous years since 2015. But there's just been that one missing puzzle piece that hasn't been in place. So we'll see what happens this year. I'm not going to make any like bold statements as far as playoff go- goes. I'm going to give the bare minimum. I think the Gamecocks are at least a quarterfinals team. At least a quarterfinal team. Do you think they can make it all the way to Frisco? Hmm. Or do you think they, do you think, is there a ceiling that you think, you know, Hey, we're probably not a championship caliber team this year but we're possibly a semifinal team, or do you think, you know, hey, we've got it all in place, we can make a run at this thing? All of the puzzle pieces are are there to make a run to Frisco. The question is, are they going to take advantage of it? That's fair. I know uh, you've had some outspoken comments about uh, maybe some issues possibly keep them from uh from getting to that point yeah discipline especially is like a big issue um we'll see what happens with that issue this year we've been trying to see if it's going to change for the past like two years and it hasn't well uh, i guess that's it do you have anything else you want to talk about with the gamecocks or are you good um other than i just moved in for grad school so now, Will and I are both moved into our uh, per, uh, respective schools for grad school. Um, I got to see the Marching Southerners last night at rehearsal because my sister is one of the drum majors and the other one is in the mellophone section. Um, they sound really good. UJSU fans are in for a treat. All of you A-Sun fans that get to see us this year, you're in for a treat. That's big time. It's a musical family, huh? I mean, yeah, that helps too. Yeah. Well, uh, we appreciate you guys listening to this. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, you've already seen the FCS Fans Nation YouTube channel. Go ahead and click uh, the subscribe button if you haven't. Uh, you can find us on social media at Around the ASUN on Twitter and Instagram. You can join our Facebook page by searching for Around the ASUN podcast. 
And uh, make sure you follow FCS Fans Nation on all those social media platforms as well, um, especially on Facebook. There's a lot of good community, over 5,000 members um, on there. Uh, you get to you get to meet a lot of people, and it's really cool. Um, we got to go to Frisco this year. We got to meet a lot of the guys from uh, from that page, and it's really cool to put faces with names. But uh, if you haven't joined that page, go ahead and do that. And then obviously, to the FCS Fans Nation guys for letting us be a part of uh, your network. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next week when uh, when we preview. Uh, let's see who we. Oh yeah, Kennesaw State's next week. So uh, yeah, we'll preview when we preview Kennesaw next week. We'll uh, we'll see all you uh, Al fans and uh, ASUN fans in general. So have a good we get one. to talk Big South football, another conference. Yeah, we're talking uh, Big South football, even though this is an ASUN podcast. So uh, yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be a different episode, a little more. Uh, expanding our branches a little bit. It'll be a good time. So uh, we'll see you next week.